What's up, everyone? You're listening to another episode of the Alaskan Grappler Podcast. I am your host, Dennis Ackman. Today, I sit down for a unique interview with my little brother, Dylan. He was a three-time state champion and a four-time state finalist, taking home outstanding wrestler as a senior for Lathrop High School. We talk about his wrestling career and when he got started, as well as who his biggest influences were. We talk about his weird memory and how he can rattle off just about everyone he has wrestled in state tournaments from 6th to 12th grade, as well as the scores for a lot of them. We discuss what happened the year he didn't win a state title. I let him answer the question that I've been asked so many times, which is why he didn't wrestle in college. We discuss what he thinks it takes to be successful in wrestling, a couple of his favorite matches, and so much more. We do all of this while eating some insanely hot hot wings, which I will never be doing again. Here is that interview with Dylan Ackman. Enjoy. All right, so we're sitting here for another episode of the Alaskan Grappler Podcast. I'm uh, sitting here with my little brother, Dylan Ackman. We're at uh, my parents' house here, and uh, for this particular podcast, we're doing something a little different. We, um, instead of just shooting the breeze and talking about wrestling, which we still are going to do, we're also doing something else at the exact same time. So why don't you tell everybody what we're doing real quick? All right. What we're doing is the Hot Ones uh, Chicken Wing Challenge, I guess you could call it. What Hot Ones is, is it's a YouTube show that is put on by the YouTube channel First We Feast, and uh, that is owned by Complex, the media outlet. And what they do is they eat 10 hot wings, and they get increasingly hot from 1 to 10. And after each question, or after you eat each wing, you get asked a question. Typically on the show, it's with celebrities, singers, actors, whatever. You know, you get some pretty funny answers because when they get to the end, some of these hot wings are like pretty unbearably hot. I haven't tried them, but just from what I've seen on the show, people kind of have some crazy reactions. So so before we start eating, let's just, <clears throat> we'll, we'll go down the rundown real quick of the names of them. So the first one's called the Classic Hot Sauce. The number two is called Hippy Dippy Green. Angry Goat Pepper Company makes this one. The uh, third one is Hot Pepper. Oh, it's called, uh, excuse me. Oh, Patio's Potion. That's number three. Number four is Chiba Gold. Number five is Catino Sauce Company Hot Sauce. Number six is Los Caliente Hot Sauce. Number seven is Garlic Reaper Sauce. Number eight is Da Bomb, and it just has a nuclear bomb on the picture, so that one's probably uh, brutal. Number nine is Hellfire, and it's got a picture of the Grim Reaper on the front. And then the tenth one is just called The Last Dab. And the tenth one is actually made by the people who run the show specifically to be the hottest one in the lineup. Gotcha. But from, from what I've seen, number eight, the bomb, that is the one where people always lose their minds. People usually do pretty well in like the first five sauces, and they start getting a little cocky. And then once you get to six, seven, and then eight, this one, the bomb, you can tell that people... Gotcha. It, yeah, this one's hot. So so I, uh, I'm a, I like chicken wings, <clears throat> but I, I actually prefer the drumettes only. I don't really... I'll eat the wings, but drumettes my choice. You don't care, right? Yeah, but I like you, them both. But you like them both. Um, my wife has uh, an insane level of um, spicy tolerance, I guess you could say. I used to have a much higher tolerance for spicy, and over the last few years or something, it's gone down a little bit. So I'm definitely a little nervous for some of the later ones. We'll have to just see how it goes. I might have to edit out a bunch of swear words and uh, reactions. Um, so... 
would you like me to ask you a question about wrestling first, or should we eat the you, wing you first? You eat the wing first usually, and then you ask eat the question. Eat the wing first. All right. right so here we go. We're starting off with number one, which is the classic hot sauce. And see, also, I should add that you only have to take a bite, but for me, I'm going to try to clean the whole wing for at least like the first five. Probably won't do that as much towards the end. So, all right. So cheers, man. Cheers. Here's to the first one. So, I mean, it's got. It's got a little kick to it, I guess, but nothing crazy. Like you can, you can taste that there's a little spice to it. It's honestly but just not a lot of flavor to this one. Right? It's not. I could eat this one. I could eat this one if I went to a restaurant and ordered chicken wings, and they gave me this. I could, I could easily just smash a bunch of these. So, that being said, let's start off by asking you: When did you start wrestling? Who got you into it? Why? That kind of thing. I started wrestling when I was six years old. I don't know if anyone specifically got me into it, but I just grew up watching our older brother, Kareen, who graduated in 97, so I was three and a half years old at the time. Um, I started out by watching him, and then I watched you all the way through the years, and I just was always like really intrigued by the sport, so pretty much the second I was able to, I think you were doing freestyle at the time, um, which would have put you in like fifth or sixth grade, and I just... Uh, joined that year, so and that was uh, here in Fairbanks at Interior Youth Wrestling. Yeah. The other thing I want to talk about just real quick before you hop on the next wing and the next question is that I obviously know a lot of this information about you because you're my little brother and uh, me and you are really close. But it's it's so it's hard for me to. I'm going to try my best to ask these questions like I don't know you at all, and I'll try to elaborate some on stuff that I think that you might forget or whatever just because I know that but you know um, I'm just going to do the best right. the other thing I want to talk about the wings real quick is we have we have quite the setup we have a, a bunt we have a roll of paper towels we have a box of Kleenex we have uh, we each have some chocolate milk we have some waters you have a coke and then we have some donuts and the donuts are because you understand that that helps with some of the spiciness when you get a little later on yeah well when I watched the episode with Gordon Ramsay the, the famous jerk chef he uh he was really having a hard time and he pulled out some donuts and they both him and the host of the show said that they helped so i figured i would might as well grab some just in case interesting okay so uh let's go on to the next wing and this one is uh the hippy dippy green okay this one's got a little bit more flavor i like it yeah got like some lime in there and so the first one is actually like a red sauce and this one is actually the color of it's green, hippy dippy green. It's got a little turtle on it. It's got a little heat to it, I guess, but this one tastes um, way better to me, though. Tastes way better on on like a spiciness level. I feel like the first one maybe even was like seemed to be more spicy. Maybe it's because this one has more flavor. Yeah, it's like covers it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But I could eat a bunch of these myself, also. Yeah, it's pretty good. All so right. that being said, let's go on to the next question. Who? And I imagine it's more than one person has been your biggest influences in wrestling and your like career or whatever it's definitely got to be like a handful you are number one without a doubt just because, oh yeah baby <laughs> yeah yeah don't get <laughs> don't get too big of a head over there no i just grew up i watched all of your matches right from you were in middle school when i was seven right and then i watched you all the way through high school and so i i literally saw like almost all your matches and then for those that don't know, you would come home every day when you were in high school. When I This would have put me at ages 9, 10, 11, and 12. You would show me all of Lathrop's moves, their entire move set. 
So not only when I got to high school, I already knew all the moves, but also at that time period, the kids my age didn't know any of these moves. So when I started, like these were all folk style, you know, collegiate moves. But yeah, I would, which I, I want to elaborate just for a second on our, my coach at the time, Tom Ritchie Sr., he used to print out a sheet of a, a practice sheet each day of what we were doing for moves and things like that to help him kind of like you know, make practice go a certain schedule and make sure we do things a certain way. And what I would do is I always, and he would print out a few copies of it. And I would always take one of those copies and bring it home. And then we'd spread out the things, you know, in our living room, make some room. And then I would go down the list with you and teach you, or we would just go back over stuff that you already knew, but just because that's what we did at practice because repetition, you know. So even though I was wrestling freestyle, I would be pulling out these high level folk style moves and it really improved my game so not only was I ahead of the curve but then when I got up into middle school and high school you know I had the moves mastered so I just had to practice them you know just for repetitions and whatnot um so yeah and just knowledge in general on the sport so I'll give you a lot of the credit um next I would say in no particular order I will probably the next two would be Wes Bockert and Tom Ritchie those are easily my two most influential coaches. Tom Ritchie Sr. Tom Ritchie Sr., yeah. Not to take away from Junior, but just right, saying because right. Tom Ritchie Sr. was my coach, and then he stuck around and coached yeah. at least just your freshman year of high yeah. school. And but just he, growing up kind of with his philosophy and then having him as a freshman, he was my co- head coach. And then uh, Wes Bocker, my next three years, and my Team Alaska coach, and he coached a lot of my freestyle growing up. So he definitely molded a lot of my game. He, I mean, he really – he taught me everything that I did on my feet pretty much because, like, you know, you remember Tom Ritchie Sr., he he always emphasized on the mat wrestling, on the bottom top, which I was always pretty good at. I used to not be so great on my feet, so Bocker kind of, he came in and kind of molded that game as well as making me a little tougher. And then I'll also just throw in there Mike Jameson, technique coach at Lathrop, a genius in the sport, taught me all kinds of stuff. And then I, I'm going to give my final shout-out to Ron Baxter, my original freestyle coach. He was the interior youth coach from when I was probably 6 to, like, what, 12, 13, something like that. So he, you know, i got to give him some credit, too. Shout-out to Ron Baxter. <clears throat> um, yeah, those are great answers, um, obviously, because I was number one. But um, <laughs> just kidding. Um but yeah, I mean, I think that it goes to show, and from other people that I've talked to, it's just, you know, typically there's not one major influence, and, you know, throughout people's wrestling careers, whether it's they're little or they're older, you know, there's people that teach them different things, not only in the sport, but like about themselves, and push them to a limit in a certain direction or whatever that they maybe not knew that they could hit, like you were talking about with the kind of with Wes on the whole on your feet thing, not to mention the coaching philosophy and the style of Wes compared to Tom Ritchie, much different, uh, both great coaches. And then you had Mike Jameson, who was, as you said, a, a technique genius. And I mean, I don't think that there's anything you can't, I don't think there's anything you can ask that guy about wrestling that he couldn't have an answer for off the top of his head about a move, about a situation, about what you're supposed to do when a guy does this compared to this or whatever. He, he knows somehow right. everything. The amount of moves he knows is absurd. Like you could, no matter what, like after a match was over, he could come up to you and say like, hey, I got a move for you. We're going to pin this kid next time. Yeah. And, he, it, and he's 
He's right, almost always. And the other thing is, you know, for for people that don't know him very well, um, he doesn't get as much credit as I think he deserves because he might not be the most outspoken coach or the guy that's like likes to be in the corner or whatever, but he pulls kids aside and has private conversations with them a lot about things that are important. And, I mean, even the last couple of years here, <clears throat> being at the uh, – being at the uh, – Lancer Smith tournament, instead of being down on the floor coaching with the other coaches, he's up in the stands watching our kids taking pages and pages and pages of notes on what we need to do, on what this kid needs to do, on what this kid needs to do against this particular kid, what these schools are doing, how we're going to you know counter this or do that. And uh, I just, yeah, just like I said, I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves in that regard. I mean, not trying to take away from the whole question of who's your biggest influence is, but I just wanted to kind of touch base on that a little bit more. Yeah, for sure, man. All right, well, let's go on to the next wing. We got uh, number three. This one is kind of, it's like an orange sauce. This one's called the Patio's Potion. Uh, Just says hot peppers, garlic, grapefruit, onion, carrots. Uh, That's what it says on the uh, bottle, so, I mean... Really isn't too hot. I feel like this is the least hot of the three, even though it should be hotter. Also, though, not very tasty. I don't think that grapefruit. I think I'm tasting a lot of. Yeah, it's kind of nasty. I agree with you. I don't think it's that hot. It's got a little kick to it, same as the others. But the grapefruit kind is nasty. I also want to say that the way that we did these is we had them on a plate, and we uh, we literally just flipped them and doused them in the sauce. The aftertaste, I'm getting a little bit more heat than yeah, the other ones, nah, but I'll the initial, the initial one, not not very much. So uh, we're gonna go on to the next question here. Um, so for the for the people that don't know, you were a three-time Tanana State champ. You were a three-time state champion in high school, winning your freshman, sophomore, and senior year, and you were runner-up your junior year. I guess this is kind of like a, a two-part question. One. We'll start off with maybe, I guess this is not necessarily a hard question, but why were you so good? And then number two, what happened in that state championship match that you lost when you were a junior? Well, we touched on the first part um, earlier. Learning the stuff from you, you know, at such a young age, and then just wrestling from when I was six, freestyle every year, growing up watching you guys, I just felt like... More so mentally, I had a, a big edge. You know, like it, I was. Do you think I was that way ahead of the game? Is there something? On. Is there something like that? It, there's a reason why. I mean, obviously that's a question, but I mean, like as far as like, there's there's plenty of kids who wrestle when they're little and they grow up and they don't accomplish what you know um, some people do that wrestled right, from the age right. of six and up. I mean, not everyone who started wrestling at six was a four-time finalist and a three-time state champ in high school. Some of them, you know, only won maybe one state title or, you know, was it like luck of the draw with brackets or did you have, a, like you said, a different mentality? Was it... Well, yeah, I think... Do you think uh, there's anything in particular that you think like, yeah, you know, this is why? Well, for one, I'm incredibly impet- competitive. Like, I can't stand to lose. So that's there. Like, I'm, I'm literally like... Like, that's the the worst thing that could happen to me. So, you know, that obviously is going to help. I don't I don't think everybody actually has that mindset. Mo- I mean, uh, most of the successful ones do, but some people, you know, it seems like they're kind of just out there, even if they're good, right? And then uh, I'd say number two, I just love the sport. Like, I was kind of obsessed with it. Like, you know, a lot of people might not. Like, I, when I was, like, six years old, seven years old, I would write up brackets with, like, real wrestlers from my age that I knew were in the other weight classes and I would like I would shadow wrestle out the match and um like just stuff like that like I was I when you say shadow wrestle 
I wrestled a, a giant stuffed purple dog that I won at this, the fair in the ring toss game. And I Which, would, when you won it at the time, was about the same size of you. Yep. And so. I would wrestle him. I would do moves on him, <clears throat> practice moves, have close matches. Like, when I was a kid, I was just, I was super, super into it. And would you ever lose to this dog? On occasion. It was very, it was very <laughs> rare, but, you know, so I had to be realistic. And then, you know, you could set up those kind of cool storylines where I could come back and get to get my revenge, stuff like that. So, yeah, I was doing, I was definitely doing some stuff that a lot of little kids probably weren't doing. And then with, uh, and then the other part of that is, uh, so what happened in that state championship match as a junior? I lost. I'm, um, I was wrestling Conrad Lacey from service, who was a really tough guy, uh, really long, lanky wrestler, really <clears throat> smart, like rarely ever put himself in danger. And then the second that you made the slightest mistake, he would capitalize. Um, so, I mean, I had wrestled him, I think, four times previously. I beat him three times. Not all that season. That season, we were one and one. He beat me by one point. Then I beat him by one point. Right, because he was also in your in your weight class as a freshman. Yeah, and a sophomore. yeah, and I beat him every other time. And he was that. a year older than you. Right. And so then he came in, uh, so that year we were one and one against each other, both one-point matches, and then in the finals, we were having a close match, I uh, took him down in the first period, he got an escape, he started down in the second period, got another escape, so it was a two-to-two match, and then towards the end of that second period, we had kind of a weird scramble, he caught me on my back for a five-point, near or three-point near fall, but a five-point move. Five-point move. And took the lead seven to two, and he was just such a smart wrestler that tough to come back. From I, that. Yeah, I was just unable to come back, and I ended up losing nine to four. So I mean, that was it. I just long story short, I just got caught and uh, by a good wrestler, and it was just I didn't have enough time. Let's move on to the next hot wing. This one's called uh, Chiba Gold. This is level four. Um, I don't know if it's from the three previous or whatever, but my lips are starting to just get a little hot. But nothing, nothing too much. This one kind of looks like a mustard sauce or something. It's like a little yellow, orangish. What do you think? I think this is definitely the hottest for sure. And I also think this is the tastiest one so far at the same time. Uh, whatever's in here, I like. It's kind of sweet, a little tangy, but also hot. It's good. Uh, at least for me, right now, I it's the tastiest. I don't think it's. I don't think it's the hottest. I actually think for me right now, number three was the hottest because of the aftertaste. But eating that one right there. Well, hey, we're still getting there on this one. We'll see. No, I know. So that's that's number four. So this one isn't isn't a question. It's more of a, the fact that you're like a you have like a weird computer brain and you're a freak. <laughs> I, I know you can do this, but for the people out there, and we have nothing in front of us, no papers, no computer, minus what I'm recording on. Can we go back? <clears throat> We'll start maybe your senior year, or maybe we can start earlier and go up. And and you can tell me who you wrestled in the state tournaments. Starting in, what, freshman year? Let's start with your senior year. All so right. your very first match out of the gate. Yeah, and I you might not remember all these, but right. I know that you know a lot of them, and yeah. even the score on some of them. Yeah, I don't know why, but I do kind of have like a, a photographic memory when it comes to matches, especially in state, like in big spots. I like I can always just recollect for some reason. So, um it, I think senior year, what? How many is it? Four matches. Mm-hmm. If you win, 
Yep. Four total? Yep. All right, yeah, I remember exactly what it was then. It was the first round I wrestled a kid named Blake Marks from uh, Wasilla. You remember the score? I pinned him. Okay. And then um, I wrestled a kid named Eli Fouch, I think his name was, from Palmer. I pinned him. <laughs> and then I wrestled my longtime nemesis, Johnny Hoganson, from South Anchorage in the semifinals. And I beat him 12-6. to six. And then in the finals, I wrestled Cameron White from Kodiak, and I beat him 6-4 to four in overtime. Okay. So now let's go to your junior year. Junior year. All right. So I wrestled a guy in the first round. I'm not going to lie. don't remember his name, actually, but he was from Homer, and I pinned him. Because that's when Homer actually competed in big schools or whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that they don't anymore. Um, yeah. So and then the second round, I wrestled... A kid named Nick Morph from Ketchikan and pinned him as well. Then in the semifinals, I wrestled John Pounds from Service, beat him twelve to four major, and then I lost to Conrad Lacey in the finals nine to four. Okay, and then sophomore year, sophomore year, and I'm gonna work back on this one. Do it. State finals, I beat Cody Decker from North Pole eight to five. Semifinals, I beat Conrad Lacey from Service four to three. Uh, quarterfinals, I wrestled Chloe Ivanoff from Kodiak, who was a really good wrestler for a girl, um, back when they competed with the guys. Pinned her, and then the first round I wrestled Francis Lorente from Kodiak and pinned him as well. Okay, and now let's go to your freshman year. <laughs> freshman year. First round, I wrestled Cole Miller, who was ranked, so I, w- I was kind of, I wasn't happy. I drew a tough match in the first round. You know, after cutting weight, I, I just like, I eat a bunch. I would like to relax, but I had a, a pretty tough kid. Uh, I beat him 9-4. to four. Then I wrestled Warren Milky from Colony, pinned him. And then in the semifinals, I wrestled Brent Amos from South, South Anchorage. Beat him 8-7. to seven. And then in the finals, I wrestled... Abe Fox from Wasilla, and I majored him 13-5. to five. Okay, and then can you do 8th grade, 7th grade, 6th grade? Maybe not the scores, but do you remember the people? I might be able to. And you know, it's weird because this isn't something I think about ever, but for some reason when we talk about it, I can just remember it. Yeah. Um... You know, this one's actually a little tougher. Uh, when I was work your way back, or? When I was in 8th grade, I remember I wrestled a kid from Nome in the first round, and I pinned him. And then in the second round... And these were different because it's not 4-0. You wrestle more because they're 32-man brackets, right? Yeah, so it'd be five matches. Right. And then I think in the second round, I, I remember I wrestled a girl named Emily Marioles from Valdez. I think that might have been the second round. Okay. You know, I might have had a bye, actually, in the first round. Then wrestled the gnome guy. Then wrestled this girl. And then I wrestled Doug O'Hara from uh, Kotzebue, and I pinned him. And then I wrestled Cole Miller in the finals from Wasilla and pinned him. Okay. So you pinned your way through in eighth grade? Yeah, pinned through. And then seventh grade? Seventh grade, working backwards, I wrestled Corbin Lepore from Bethel in the finals, and I major decisioned him. And then I wrestled um, Hearn. I can't remember if it was Corey or Cody? Caleb. Caleb Hearn from T-Land in the semis. Pinned him. And then in the round before that. Now we're getting a little back. Yeah, we're getting to seventh grade. I don't know those first couple rounds. All right, well, uh, we'll skip that and then let's go to sixth grade. So sixth grade. Sixth grade, it was. Uh, work your way back? or I'll go forward because I had a bye. 
then I wrestled a girl named Bria Shell from Houston, and then I wrestled, um, I might be missing a match, I wrestled Abe Fox in the semis. You wrestled Hoganson in one of those Oh, in eighth right? grade, right. That, that, was that in eighth grade? In eighth grade, that was my second match, yeah. No? 100%. I thought you pinned through in eighth grade. You no, seven. Seven, my God, seventh grade, I'm mixing it up, my fault. Yeah, seventh grade, I wrestled Hoganson, I forgot about that. Okay. That was like my second match, because he... He got, like, drawn in. You know how Tanner is sometimes. Right. He should have been seated, but he got drawn right. in, and I okay. beat him. Okay, so in sixth grade, you wrestled, you got a bye, then you wrestled a girl. Show. I think I'm missing one in between, but then I beat Abe Fox in overtime, and then in the finals, I beat Tyler Adams from Wasilla 28 to 10. So, yeah. 28 to 10? 20 to oh, 10. Oh, damn. Still a Either crazy way, match. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't know why I remember all that stuff, but that's just, I don't know, I guess it was just that important to me that it's just, like, that stuff just stays, in, like, yeah, in my mind. <clears throat> All right, well, let's go on to the next one. <clears throat> the next wing is uh, Catino Sauce Company, just hot sauce. This is the fifth. So I actually is... eat this one a lot, and so I know this one's good. Flavor's good. I'm not tasting much heat here at all. I'm not either. I don't know if it's wearing off because they've been sitting here, but and this is my favorite one for flavor. We coated them pretty good, though, so. Yeah, it doesn't taste that hot, though. It's weird. It's usually hotter. So that one tastes great, but yeah, I got damn near no heat at all on that one. So maybe just a little bit afterward. But I get asked this question a lot, so I'm gonna let you answer it. Why didn't you wrestle in college? I didn't wrestle in college because I was just kind of burnt out on wrestling. You know, um, it, it was something I always kind of wanted to do growing up, but I was never like dead set on wrestling in college, and. Um, I just got to the point where, you know, I loved wrestling, but I just didn't want to go wrestle for four more years. I mean, every probably everyone listening knows, like, wrestling in college is a huge commitment, way more than high school. Um, and for me, I just wanted to, you know, kind of live a, quote, normal life where I just, you know, had more free time, was able to pursue other things and just kind of not have to cut weight. That, I mean, that was a big one for me because I was always cutting a lot of weight. And so, yeah, man, I just, that was it. I just, I felt happy with what I accomplished. I just didn't want to anymore. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I mean, like I said, I mean, people ask me and I'm like, I just always tell them that you got probably kind of burnt out on it, wrestling from the age of six. And like you said, I mean, even in high school, it's a big commitment, you know, dietary commitment you exercise while you're going to school and practice and yeah. you know um so yeah i mean i totally understand well that one was pretty quick so <clears throat> we're gonna go on to the next wing this is number six so now we're getting into the supposed to be getting into the hot ones and you've never tried this one right yeah, we're on this one though yeah i have tried this oh one. you've tried this yeah. one this, this one is, is a low this is the last one i've tried los caliente and this one looks kind of greenish yellow but mainly green mm, this one is also really good this one has really good flavor. Probably for me, the best yet. Reminds me kind of of the mild sauce from Taco Bell, but better. Yeah, it's got some sort of like kind of like lime flavor or something. Definitely a little heat in there. Definitely some heat. This seems a little. This seems like a fair spot for this one to be. Now, I personally think that this one, probably for me, rightfully so, is the hottest one yet. Yeah, I agree with that. But it's not a terrible. It's not. Lot. I could eat a bunch of these. Mouth is you know starting to get a little fiery, but yeah. I can deal with this. Blows all the other ones out of the water on the heat level. And the flavor level, pretty good. It's got to be up there with probably the most flavorful one out of these. Yeah, I like that. That would be really good on Mexican <clears throat> food. Um, so let's go on to the next question. 
and this can be, you know, it's not just one thing. This could be multiple. But what do you think it takes to be good in wrestling? Like, yeah, I mean, is it one thing? Is it two things? Is it what? What, what take? What does it take to be a good wrestler? That's a that's a very uh, broad question. Yeah, it's broad. That's a, it requires an in depth answer. Let's hear. Um, well, I would say one. I don't know. I would say heart. Right. Just I mean that's super basic. But I'm talking like. When you're in that match, you refuse to lose, or at the very least, you're going to give it everything you have up until the end. Because we all know some of these guys out there that are like maybe talented, but when the match starts getting hard, they start they start crumbling, right? Um, I mean, we've coached guys like this, we've wrestled along guys, alongside kids like this. So that's one. I mean, number two, maybe I should have said this first, but just wrestling knowledge, right? Just <clears throat> just knowing moves like. Having experience, um, you're obviously going to have an edge over those that don't. Then I would say a third one would just be conditioning. That's huge because you could be the best wrestler in the world, and if you're out of shape, you're not going to do well. Or you cannot be the greatest wrestler, but if you're in really good shape and you can push the pace, you're going to be able to make up some ground on some of these guys that are better than you. So yeah. that's the three I would say. Um, there's a lot, obviously. I just I don't want to go on about this forever. But heart, experience, and knowledge, and conditioning. Let's just move on to the next wing because we still got four more wings left. We're 30 minutes into this podcast. Right. This next one is one that you've never had. This, this is, is the garlic reaper sauce, and it has uh, it has the grim reaper on the front, and he looks like he's stabbing what looks to be garlic. My first bite, I don't really taste a whole lot of flavor to be honest. I'm getting some solid heat. Yeah, this one's this is by far the hottest one. Wow, we just reached a new level, my man. We are there's a huge jump from five to six. Wow, or six to six to seven. My God. So that one is by far the hottest. My mouth is on fire. Um, the fact that there's three more to go. Whew. Yeah, that is that is uh, that one is something else. Alright, so what is in this sauce? I want to know that makes it this ridiculously hot. Oh, Carolina Reaper pepper, the hottest pepper in the world. That makes sense. Woo! I'm gonna pull out one of the donuts now. You want one? I'll take a bite. That is insane. That's like my mouth's on fire and my lips. Yeah. Oh, that is a crazy leap that we just took right there. Holy cow! I went from I thought I could eat. A bunch of the number six to I don't think I could have too many more of that one. It's probably one that you got to keep eating. I guess. Need another bite of donut. (laughs) The donut seems like it helps a little bit. Not a lot, though. All right. You ready to go on the next one? Yeah, let's go. Might be moving a little quicker now to try to get these done. What do you think the hardest part of wrestling is? Another tough question. Number one, cutting your weight. Cutting weight. And uh, cutting weight and watching your weight, you know, season's what, three, four months, and not only are you practicing three to four hours a day, really, really difficult practices, but you're not able to eat. Like, you're not able to eat the proper calories that you need to, and other sports just don't understand that. Like, I was always so envious of basketball players, or especially football players, where they might have a hard practice, not as hard as wrestling, of course, but say they have a tough practice, 
they're encouraged if you're a football player to go home and scarf down as much food as you can because they got to keep their calories up. They got to stay strong. In wrestling, you have this ridiculous practice where you're burning 1,500, 2,000 calories, and then you go home and you're eating a tiny little chicken breast and a little thing of roast vegetables. It sucks. And then number two, I would just say the practices in general, the conditioning, the sprinting, the live wrestling. There's nothing like a wrestling practice, and I'll put that up against any sport. I mean, we had the state champion swimmer from our school come in and wrestle. The weekend after he won the state for swimming, the dude was throwing up on day one. We had the what was his name again? Keegan Severance. We had the quarterback of our football team, Jonah Silva, my freshman and sophomore year. He came in and flat out said, like, wrestling practices are way tougher. So, I mean, I'm not really trying to compete. I'm just saying, if you wrestle, you know. Like, wrestling yeah. practices well, like, like no other. Like you said, I mean, the practices are hard, not only that, but and then the diet thing as well. And even, you know, not being able to slam a bunch of water right after practice because you're worried about your weight. I think that's underrated, or I don't know if that's the right word to use there, but, like, People that don't wrestle don't understand that not being able to eat and drink what you want when you want is brutal. Yeah, Especially just when it comes it. to simple things like just drinking water, glass of water. Yeah, and then even when just like you have to also sit before practice, you got to sit through school all day and say you're cutting weight. That is the worst. Those classes, and you have to you be know, around other people who not that it matters, but that are eating and yeah, drinking, they're and eating doing pizza whatever. and drinking Powerade, and they're all chipper, and you're sitting there like I hate all of these people. Yeah. All right. Well, on to the next one. I will say that this one, this one's wearing off a little bit. My mouth is still hot. My lips are still on fire, but not nearly as bad as what it was when we first ate that one. Yeah. So I mean, it's only going to get worse from here, which makes me scared about these next ones. And now we're on the one, the bomb with the nuke on front of it, here. which is the one that you said is that puts people over the edge. Oh, I swear, people lose their minds when they eat this one every time. Perfect, because uh, I'm probably just going to go for one bite on this. On the last one, I took several. I did as well. All right, probably going to go for one bite with a lot of sauce there. Right Cheers there. Cheers, up, buddy. I'm gonna take one bite. I'm gonna let it sit. This one is really nasty. Yeah, this one don't even taste good, man. That's just mean. Like, at least the Garlic Reaper one, like, tasted okay. Oh, my God. Okay, yep. That is... It's really, really hot. That's the hottest one. Yeah, that isn't even good, man. That's... What the hell? It's on a level of actually, like, it's kind of nasty. Yeah, it's really nasty. It's, like, bitter. And it is hot as... It's hot as... That is not cool. Oh, man, that one's gross. What the hell? I can barely breathe. All right, so I have to admit, I just had to pause this podcast for like five minutes because that one is beyond. That one is really, really hot. Yeah, that is unbelievably, unbearably hot. Like, I can't even put into words how hot that is, and it's been pushing 10 minutes, and my mouth and my lips and my tongue are still on fire, like on a level I never even knew it was possible. Same. I, I don't know how anyone actually eat, eat would eat this like normally. I also want to say that we kind of kind of messed up when we made them. So we, we, we smothered these all in sauce. And uh, this one here says, warning, this, hot, this sauce is extremely hot. Consume one drop at a time with extreme caution. We didn't do that at all. And we probably had a good t- five, ten drops each. Not to mention, at least on the wing that I had. I took the bite that had the most sauce. So did I. Should have tried the one with the least. On to the next question. 
even though my mouth is just burning. Who is the hardest person that you wrestled? Particularly in high school, if you can... Well, I gotta give the credit to the guy that beat me in the state finals. Not only just because he beat me, but he really was the most challenging. Like, sorry, I'm having a hard time talking here. He, I've never had someone that, like, he was so hard to score points on. He was so smart, and uh, he didn't really make mistakes, and he really didn't get overly aggressive either, which a lot of kids, if, a lot of guys, if you got overly aggressive, that's when I was going to throw you or hit you with a blast double. He was very calm, very poised, long and lanky, so he was tough to get in on, and just a really smart wrestler. So i got to say Conrad Lacey for sure. Is there any without going into too much further detail? Um, but, and that, by the way, that's in the state of Alaska. Because if I'm talking national level, right? Yeah, no, yeah, no, I, yeah. That's that's fine. <clears throat> Is there any other kids that you can list? Just a couple, maybe that were also like pretty tough. Um, I'll give Cody Decker some credit. He beat me twice when I was a sophomore, and he was probably the best person I ever wrestled on top. He was really good at leg riding. And he wrestled with a crazy pace. He had really good endurance. So those are the two things I'll give him. And then I don't know. You know, to, um, I mean, he wrestled playing tough kids. Hoganson was a longtime rival. I mean, I after my fresh, freshman year, he beat me twice, and then he never beat me again. Actually, but we aside from one time that I pinned him, he beat him, you twice your freshman year. Yeah, and, and then, then, I, and then I beat him, and then I beat him every time after that. And aside from the one time I pinned him. We always had close matches, and he was just really aggressive, real tough wrestler. And I've literally wrestled him since I was like 10 years old, so I'm going to give him some credit there. All right, well, as much as I hate to ask, are you ready to go on to the next wing? I guess, man. I guess we have to. All right, so we're going to try this next one, unfortunately. It's called Hellfire. It's got the Grim Reaper again on the front of this one. Um, This one's number nine. So it's supposed to be hotter than that last one. Which I can't imagine how that would be possible at all. So I'm going to do the same thing. One bite on this one. This one's also not tasty at all. It's kind of gross. You said that people don't think this one, 9 and 10, are as hot as 8. Yeah, there's a, by definition, they are by Scoville units. But every time I watch this show, 8 is the one that gets people way more than 9 and 10. My, and I'll already tell you right now, this one is hot as hell. But it's less hot than the last one. I think that, here's my theory, it's why everyone trips and think 9 and 10 aren't that hot. When they eat 8, they burn their palate, their mouth is burnt, their lips are burnt, their tongue is burnt. Because that's me right now. can barely taste that last one. It's hot, but my mouth is already shot. So we'll go on to the next question. Is there anyone you wish you could have wrestled again, or someone you never got to wrestle that you wish you could have? All right, I'm going to start with part two. And my good buddy, well, I guess it would be it would be both. I guess it would be wrestling him again. And I guess, so I guess I would be wrestling again. But uh, Jared Miller from Dillingham. Okay. Big one for me. And he's all, he's like on our coaching staff now, and he's, he's a cool guy. But Jared Miller was a four-time state champ in small schools, really talented wrestler. He beat me the only time we wrestled in high school. He beat me in the semifinals of the Bob Bailey my freshman year, and I never got to wrestle him again. And I always wanted another crack because I was I, I improved so drastically during my freshman year, and then each year after that, the guy he wrestled, he never wrestled the real me. I felt like, and I beat him in Greco, but it was just not 
not the same, you know what I mean? Um, so the, <clears throat> that's the one person that you wish you could have wrestled again? Again, but there's actually three of those. Um, that you could have wrestled again? Yeah, Conrad Miller. Lacey, of course. Get the revenge. That, that, he the... graduated, so that's not realistic. And number three was Austin Rake. Um, he was the only kid who beat me my freshman year. Senior year. Senior year. See, these these wings are getting to me. I can't even <laughs> I can't even think so. Clearly not my freshman year. My senior year. He was the only guy to beat me. And I'm not one to make excuses, but the honest truth was the first tournament of the year, two weeks into the season. He was like 10 weeks into the small school season or eight or something. I was not in shape. He beat me by one point. He's a good wrestler. Not taking anything away from him, but I was gassed after like the first period. And I just know that if I wrestled him later in the year, that would have went way differently. And, you know, this kind of, it was, I never had an undefeated season. And so that always kind of bothered me. So those are the people you wish you could have wrestled again. Is there anyone that you wish you could have wrestled that you never got to? Oh, yeah, actually. Now that you mentioned it, uh, 100%. Uh, this is the easy answer. I don't know why I didn't think of this. Again, the hot wings are getting to me. <laughs> Uh, Ellery Stephenson, my senior year. He was a freshman, and he was a three-time Tanana champion, and he was a national champion, I believe, if I remember right. And uh, he came in, and for some reason, I was a returning state runner-up, three-time state finalist, two-time state champ, right? I'm, I'm pretty – I have a lot of pride they, this and, guy, you're, and you're coming off of losing as a right. junior. So you have and, a lot, like a little chip on your shoulder. And then we right? come in. This kid wrestles one tournament, and they put him as the number one rank in the state over me on akmat.com, which, or .org, whatever, which isn't official, but still, I'm looking on there, and, and I'm seeing people talking on the forum, like, this kid is the best freshman we've ever seen, and I see someone else say, I think he would pin Dylan Ackman. Record for, for the record here, I've never been pinned in my entire life, even on a national level, state level, never. Um, so to see people saying that, and then there were some people getting my back, and then as the year went on, there was a couple tournaments that he was supposed to be at that I was at. One of them, he ended up being sick. The next weekend, again, he ended up being sick, supposedly. Maybe he was, I don't know. But, uh, no, he probably, maybe he was. I, I shouldn't say that, because I, I remember he spoke, he had like strep throat or mono, something pretty bad, but... Uh, so we went to state, and we never wrestled each other. I was first seed. He was second seed. Um, I had the one loss. He was undefeated, this phenom. And I was actually excited for the challenge. You know, I was like, man, I don't know what to expect with this kid. We've well, been... also, you wanted to prove people, you know, not prove, but yeah, prove, yeah, wrong. prove people wrong. The, the sure. doubters be like, really? We had, we had a little <clears throat> bit of film on this kid, actually, that, we, that I took on my phone earlier in the year. And uh, we were practicing specific moves for him, like... I was so ready to wrestle this guy. And who who showed you those moves? Mike to? Jameson. Mike Jameson. The wizard. <clears throat> he had all kinds of stuff planned for this kid. So we were like overly prepared. And then he ends up losing in the semifinals to Cameron White from Kodiak, who was a great wrestler in his own right, but I had pinned him twice during the <clears throat> year. I majored him once. I knew he was good, but it kind of, you know, it took away. Like I was training for something all year. And then the guy lost and didn't make it to the championship, and he kind of they kind of stole that from me. So and uh, I know and I know that you wanted to wrestle that kid, and there was just a lot of people that were really looking forward to that match. Coaches, fans, other wrestlers. Yeah, I remember other coaches who were coming up to me throughout the year, like, "Hey, we can't wait to see you wrestle this guy." Like, 
People yeah. were telling me that, which you know, that's you don't hear that too often. Yeah, totally. And it just never happened. Yeah, so. he ended up, I think, winning two state titles himself, um, and had a good career. But yeah, that just—I guess that match was just never <clears throat> meant to be. All right. Well, so should we try this last wing? Yeah. This one's called Hot Ones. This one is actually by Hot Ones, and it's called The oh. Last Dab. Excuse me. And they call it The Last Dab because it's tradition on the show to put a little dab on your wing, a little extra. You don't have to if you don't want to. I literally just said verbatim what the host of the show says. But that's a tradition on the show is you put a little dab on your last wing. Uh, yeah, that's good. That's not a dab. Uh, oh, yeah, all right. Come on, dude. I got some right here. Fine. All right. Cheers, man. The last dab. The last dab. So one thing I will say, this one at least seems to have some flavor compared to the last two. Very, <coughs> very hot. Excuse me. It didn't seem too hot until the second I swallowed it. It's uh, So the bomb and the Hellfire ones are very hot, but they, they're nasty. They don't taste good at all. So it at least has like a little bit of flavor, which makes it like better, but it's still <coughs> insane, insanely hot <coughs> as Dylan takes a bite of his donut. To try to, let's take another bite. Another bite. Oh no, I'm good. I'm good for right now. I'm sucking down some my third bottle of chocolate milk, and that was still like out of this world hot. <clears throat> but number eight was by far the hottest. Like I don't even know. I don't even <clears throat> think it's close. Seven through ten though, they're all for like so hot that you would have to be insane to eat this like on a regular basis. Like they're they're just. You just can't even put into words how hot they are. I mean, you just would have to try it to know. It's crazy because I thought seven, the garlic reaper sauce, I thought that one was really bad. And then we did eight, nine, and ten. Yeah. So let's let's round it out and finish off this podcast with the final question. What was your favorite match? Do you have a favorite match or maybe a couple favorite matches that stick out in your mind? Throughout your maybe your entire life, or or mainly in high school, it's tough to say. I mean, I I gotta say the three state finals matches, like you can't really beat that. And to, I don't know if I would necessarily rank those, but the freshman year was number one. They're all awesome, but just like nothing really could compare to that feeling of winning my first state title. It just puts you in like a because when you win in Tana, it's different. Yeah, and that was cool a lot too. of kids. A lot of kids went into right, right. and they go on and don't win a state title. Right. And that was cool too. But the first state title. In high school, especially because I won in a pretty dominant fashion. That was, I, I think that would be my favorite match still to this day. The senior year was cool just because I won in overtime. And then um, I remember I had another match at the John Tobin Invitational where I beat Isaac Wilson from Colony in overtime in the finals. And I remember that was a big one for me just because winning in overtime is awesome. But also, like, he took second at the weight class above me the year before. And this was when you were a... A sophomore. And uh, he beat my teammate Jeremy Simmons, who was a senior. And he had beaten Matt Malnoski, who was, like, a defending state champ. And so... Like, he was a four-time state champ. Right. So when I was, like, my freshman year, I mean, I wrestled a lot of really, really talented wrestlers, but they were all freshmen. <clears throat> and so when I was a sophomore... Getting a chance, he was a junior defending state runner up from the weight above me. It was the first kid I wrestled that was like uh, I felt like on a different kind of a different talent level, and so t- I remember beating him was a huge stepping stone for me. I hate to just cut it short. That you know this podcast was fun. The wings were insanely hot. Um, 
I'd like to sit down at another point with you and maybe have like a little more in-depth conversation about some other things. Um, but I wanted to try to like get through the wings as well as the questions. Right. Fair enough. So um, that being said, got anything to add? Or we good? Really, this was fun, man. Thanks for having me on and just thanks for doing this with me because I've been wanting to do this for so long. I've been a fan of the show for years now. and Not the podcast show. <laughs> yeah, the wing show. The wing show. I've been a fan of that <laughs> show for years, and so I'm I'm uh, excited that we finally got to do it. And it was cool the the way that you set up the questions. It made it a lot like the show on YouTube. So try to do my best. That being said, we are gonna shut this thing down. Well, that does it for another episode of the Alaskan Grappler Podcast. I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to it. I'd also like to thank Dylan Ackerman for taking the time to sit down with me and shoot the breeze about his wrestling career, as well as provide the hot wings and the uh, sauce that went with him. I'd like to say that if you ever wanted to do the hot wings chicken wing challenge, be prepared with anything and everything you can think of to relieve spicy mouth. I still feel like I can't properly taste. And uh, with that being said, good luck if you want to try that. I would like to address my actual site, alaskangrappler.com. I am still trying to update it little by little with old content that Tom Shell used to have on his site with uh, old results as well as uh, some of the records and things like that. But, you know, life for me has been pretty busy with having a little baby run around as well as buying a new house and a bunch of other things in the last year or so. The site is not free for me, unfortunately, uh, which means that I have to charge an annual fee. Um, I'm currently paying for the site out of pocket. It costs money to have the site hosted. It costs money to have the forum hosted through the site. And it costs money to have a site host the podcast so I can keep doing this. I'm not trying to make any money from the Alaskan Grappler, but there is an annual fee that I charge of $12, which is just $1 a month. I figure if enough people can sign up, then the subscription can help pay for everything instead of me doing it. Um, If you'd like to sponsor the site or the podcast or anything or know someone who might, Uh, That is another way I can try to make the site and everything that comes with it absolutely free, which is my goal in the future, to make everything uh, available for free to anyone out there. Um, All of that being said, I'd like to thank you for your support and keep a lookout for the next podcast.